It's the 120 Podcast. I'm Mikey Fernelli alongside Benjamin Hoodie. We are stamping our feet, clapping our hands, because I got a new microphone. And the Cubs scored 40-some runs and took three out of four from the Reds. And Ben, we usually record on Sundays. We are coming at you at 11.24 on Thursday night for a special edition Friday release episode because we needed to get on our newly minted mics and just tell the people. Just tell them. Tell the people, Ben. What have I been saying? What did you text me? Tell them. I'm not going to use the word say I it. used. Say no, it. Oh, you want me to say it? Say it. I said, fuck it. We're back. Back. Let's go. Let's go. I'm giving in this team has, I think yesterday I was riding like a, a complete energy high. Like if you guys don't know me and Mikey were at both games where they scored Mikey out, outdid me. Yeah. Mikey outdid me, scored 20 runs at his game that he was at. I was at the game where they scored 16 runs and they capped it off tonight. I guarantee you that crowd, that crowd was electric tonight. It was awesome oh to see because it was a close game. They capped it off tonight, won the series three out of four unreal just unreal they show the cincinnati red the the cincinnati reds might be who we thought they were that's all i'm gonna say absolutely unreal series i i mean this i have to buy back in i have to say we're back i can't be the one loner that's scared because i usually say things and it ends up turning on me i don't care we're back i'm so excited take it away from me because i could just do this for the rest of the night but the thing is, like, okay, 36 runs in the first two games. We'll get to that because we both had that firsthand witness experience each of those games respectively. But I will say tonight might have been my favorite because when you give up a home run in the first pitch of the game and you, you're able – I mean, this team doesn't quit. And that was Jed's thing earlier this week. We haven't recorded since the trade deadline. And that was Jed's thing earlier this week. That was, you know, the, I think he literally said exactly the reason why we decided not to sell – was that comeback in the cell? He said seven to two. Basically, what he said was because I've watched every interview. Because I, when I'm fully bought back in on my teams, right. I will watch every YouTube video that is on the planet, whether it's right. MLB Network, John Boy Media, whatever it is, I will watch every single video. Jed Hoyer said that basically what we've been saying for all this time. He sees that there's fight in the, in this group that they they fight for each other they want to be with each other and he it would be hard for him to split this group up after winning what they win nine eight games in a row yeah eight, eight games and in a now, row and now and now they're ripping off after losing two in a row they go three in a row heading into the weekend and grand scheme thirteen of sixteen since that national yes. series which is incredible. Best, um, best record and I think it's I think it's got to be they have to I think they have the best record of the National League since the All-Star break all right here's my first statement for my new microphone which uh, I'm sorry if people are already sick of me talking about that I'm just really excited I used an old gaming headset for the first couple months of this podcast um, if you would have told me as we enter August here which we've done episodes about what the Cubs would look like in August. It'd be kind of fun to dip back into that. I just thought of that a lot. But I think we anyway, were completely wrong, yeah, by the we way. We were wrong. But um, well, I think we I do remember us saying a lot about I think this team will look very similar. I'll but say that. I don't I don't think it does. And I think we we'll talk so so yeah. we're we're coming back at you guys Monday. The the episode will release on Monday. 
And we're kind of, I think, depending on what happens in, with the, the Atlanta series, I think we could break down this roster because I have a right. lot of good takes in my head that I want to save for that episode. Yeah. But go is, ahead. I didn't mean to this, cut you off. No, no, you're okay. I, I think it's good to explain. This is kind of an emergency pod, as we like to call it. This is, we weren't going to record till Sunday this week, but we didn't want to, having not talked about this red series, getting our firsthand perspective, we didn't want, let's say the weekend does go bad against Atlanta. Uh, that would be such old news. So we'll get back to you on Sunday with a recording of the brave series. And we'll, we'll take a deep dive into what this roster has become. But what I was going to say was, this Cubs team, as of this August the 3rd, six games better than the New York Mets, two games better than the San Diego Padres, and they would be leading the entire American League Central. If you yeah. would have told me that preseason, two things. One, I'd be thrilled. And two, I would have figured that meant that they were, you know, up there with the best teams in the league at 60-plus wins. And that said, they're not totally far off because of a fantastic last month, Ben Hootie. And obviously we're riding high because 13 of 16 is unbelievable, but where they're at right now is exactly, I think where we expected to them, them to be for this exactly. entire year. But it's the fact that I think not just us preaching to all of our listeners, but all of Chicago and media is all of a sudden bought back into this team. Cause it feels eerily, eerily similar to a team from how many years ago now, eight years ago, nine, eight, I think. 2015 15 yeah that's eight eight years yeah. ago yeah or seven summers ago eerily similar to that of 2015 when they were floating around 500 and they just took off in august and it's just a lot of fun i i think this team has truly bought in to the way that they play baseball and it started while they were scoring a lot of runs in that national series it started with the white Sox because they they were hitting home runs, but they also are playing base fundamental baseball. They're playing great defense across the board. They're getting base hits and doubles. And the biggest thing that I think has shifted their entire game over the last two weeks now, they are stealing so yep. many bases. Ugh, you cut you took my point. Yes. Go, you could you could no 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 you're gonna do a better job of explaining the whys of that but I was just gonna say just from a perspective watching the game in person on Tuesday watching it on TV today and, and yesterday they're so aggressive on the base pass they were making the Reds look so silly they were playing their own game against them they Cincinnati looked truly lost like they yeah. looked rattled as rattled as a team can be in a baseball series beyond just one game that was Cincinnati today David Bell had to just run out of his dugout when he wasn't even mad and throw a tantrum just to try and get his team into it. I mean, yeah. they are in shambles in Cincinnati right now. And the, I would say the Cubs just ended three seasons in a row. The White Sox just lost. They beat the White Sox twice, and the White Sox sold off. They, they didn't cause it. The White Sox were going to sell off. The Cardinals, they beat three out of four, and then the Cardinals sold off. And, that, again, you can say, okay, that might have been the dagger for the Cardinals. This might have been the nail in the coffin for the Reds. I get they're still in second. They're probably going to stick around. They're probably going to pretend to float around. But there is no coming back from that. Even if the Cubs don't make the postseason either, and it's just the Brewers, the Reds will never live this one down. It will be tough to bounce back because I think the biggest thing of it all was that the Cubs scored 20 runs at the game you were at. And usually – 
this the, the way this year has gone, they like to score a lot of runs and then throw an absolute dud on the board the next day. Yes. But the Cubs answered back immediately and kept kicking them while they were down. I think Cincinnati is still going to be a tough out for a lot of teams because they they do play baseball like they're they're one of the teams that these new rules are made for. Like yes, young, fast, play good defense. But you know what? The Cubs have pulled it all together. They and they're playing that exact way that you know Cincinnati played in the first half, Arizona played in the first half, Miami played in the first half. And while their games are starting to falter, the Cubs are like exactly. taking advantage of that. And the Cubs are two games above or below all of those teams you just rattled off. I mean, they're right there with the best of them right now. And so I'll, I'll get into it here because we want to keep this one at a reasonable time. I'll get into it. Tuesday, I was there 20 to nine, really more like 20 to five. They wouldn't have kept K in for as long as they did, if not for, you know, it being a entire blowout. Yeah. 20 runs for the Cubs. I was there with my girlfriend Gia and her dad, Nick, and we were there. I'm giving them a shout out because they got the tickets and it was so fun. Bar none, one of my favorite Cubs games I've ever been to. Most runs I've ever seen at Wrigley Field because it was seven home runs, which was tied for the most ever in Cubs history. I mean, oh my God. I told Gia pregame, I said, like, based on where we were sitting, we were sitting in pretty decent seats. I'm like, oh, I hope there's a home run or two because it'd be a cool view. <laughs> it was every single inning for the first five innings. Yeah. And then again, some after into the seventh and eighth, when uh, a position player came in for the Reds and the Reds fan next to me was like, same shit again. Like he was, he, he's used to it at this point. This guy had an ERA. It's mainly their catcher. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing about that game was, you know, the night before they lost, I would say it was even though right. like the vibes were still high on our end, it was pretty heartbreaking to lose the way that they did because they were so close and they were leaving runners on base, but it felt crucial. Credit, it felt like a game you needed to win credit to Rossi. A lot of people were complaining about say and Hap as high as they were in the lineup. Obviously you slide Jamer into the lineup on Tuesday goes four for five in his debut. Just awesome. We haven't even touched on that yet. It's and it's awesome because I think Jamer Jamer was the first name that I mentioned months ago when we were talking about potential trade targets and it just all came into play perfectly. But they they just went out there and absolutely kicked them. They they beat the crap out of them. And Hold then on. they you keep you keep going. I'm gonna be right back. I'm getting the scorecard. Okay. And then they did they did it again on Tuesday, but Mikey's gonna pull out his favorite thing, his old uh his old bag of tricks in his scorecard. Let's see what he's got here. Let's let's listen to the great Mike Talkman, Finale. four at-bats, three runs, two hits, four RBIs. Horner, six at-bats, three runs, three hits, one RBI. <laughs> Hap, three at-bats, two runs, one hit. It, no RBIs, it doesn't matter. Amaya, one pinch hit home run. Bellinger, six at-bats, three RBIs. Swanson, two home runs, five RBIs. Wisdom, pinch hit home run. Down the card. I don't think we're going to have video for this episode, but Ben, you can see it. 11 Cubs played in the game, including the nine starters and two pinch hitters. Both pinch hitters had a home run and they're only at bat. Every Cub who came into the game on Tuesday found their way to home plate. And Every single Cub. And I guess I'm going to bring it up now. We'll talk more about it on Sunday, but that's what I, I love about the Jamer move and also DFAing Mancini. Great guy. Wish him the best. Just wasn't a great Cub. It makes this lineup so deep to the point of where you can you can swap guys out. I want Talkman to start every day at this point. He yep. he deserves to. 
but it, it it allows Saya to get a night off like he did again today. It allows your that flexibility of when a left-handed pitcher is in there, you could have Wisdom start the game at first or third, and Jamier can play first or third. And it's kind of like where we were at at the beginning of the year with this team. It's just the bats, the bats weren't there early in the year. And now it's like everything's coming together. They're hitting their little – every time they get on base, they're hitting their – DJ mix their mix. I don't know. They're using the force like this awesome Nico Horner, Luke Skywalker oh bobblehead that I Hold got. On. Hold on, live on the. This is going to be my promotional thing on Twitter. Hold on. Hold up your Nico Horner bobblehead. Let me get my scorecard back. Guys, we're just we're just spitballing this episode, and I mean okay. we're just we're just enjoying it. I All haven't right, been this ecstatic to record an episode in like probably since Ready? since we started. All right, 120 fans will know this is the moment because they'll see this on my Twitter. All right, that's, that's awesome. The, that's the picture for for this episode. I, I don't even know if you can see it. But, I absolutely uh, love it. Nico Horner, Force Bobblehead. I'm jealous you got one of those. Yeah, by the way, since I went and grabbed the scorecard again, Candelario, five at-bats, two runs, four hits at the plate in the debut for the Candyman. Had four more the next day. Oh, my God. That... I don't know what to say. I think you texted me last night at the game, and I'll I'll use that as my segue into you kind of giving us your Patty's play-by-play of your game. But I think you said something just strictly like, "This is unbelievable," and it is. It's just you just it's you can't fathom it. It's and nuts. it's 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 a lot of fun. Like I know, like I feel like nationally, like people are kind of like, "All right, well, they beat up on the Cardinals and White Sox and Reds." Like even though obviously the Reds were in first place going to this, but it's just, it, it feels different right now. It feels like the entire town is starting to shift. I just had a friend of mine that's a Cardinals fan reply to my story of ad, that awesome pick of Adbert Alzali. I actually put an almost 120 edit on, not really edit, but I just, you know, <laughs> threw a little, threw a little font in there. And he said, hey, go win the whole thing. Why not? I mean, I'm not going to go there yet, but, you know, I don't know. Think about it. Like Atlanta was not in 21, right? Yeah. 21 Atlanta was knocked down Mm -hmm. at this point. They got the reinforcements at the deadline. They completely turned their season around, went and won the whole thing. Last year we saw Philadelphia absolute underdog story, go all the way and win the NL pennant. Like it's just, it's just so much fun. And just seeing Wrigley field the last three days, they treat Obviously, me and you were there for two of the games, but the entire fan base that was in attendance treated all four games of those series like it was four damn playoff games, and it just feels so good. I I don't think I felt this good. I, I don't think I've had this feeling in a really long time about a Cubs team, and obviously there's still some things that need to come together to take, a, take this to another level, but the way that this lineup has been hitting and the bullpen is is really coming together really well and we've been talking about that for weeks if they could just get some really really quality starting pitching for the rest of the way out and the the way that this offense continues to hit we can we're gonna we're gonna have some fun in september i you summed it up I'm not going to even cut out that pause because you you just put a bow on it there, for what how I per, how I personally feel about this team is exactly what you just said. 
I mean, I don't think I felt this special about a Cubs team uh, since the year we won the World Series. And even then, it's a different feeling because we knew that team would be like that. Like you said, I think it's the best compared to 2015. All of a sudden, this team in the second half has just become miraculous. And it's and it's the kind of thing that I kind of cynically figured for the last week or two. Oh, man, they're going to return home and things are going to cool off. And they got the Reds and, you know, the Reds are going to take two out of two out of four or something or three out of four. And uh, not nah, blah, 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 blah. I just kept beating myself up thinking you can't get too excited. This is not going to end up well. This is whatever, whatever, whatever. 13 of 16 gets to be significant. Even if they do lose two or three in a row starting tomorrow, you still have 13 of 16. That boosted you up the standings fully and full and through. Beyond a point where you can say the Cubs should have sold or or anything like that, they made the right choice. They're a competitive team. They just didn't show it until the right moment. Uh, today on Twitter, today on X, I talked about um, Ben always talking about the Pythagorean win percentage in our past episodes, and I think that actually, for once, I'll give him his credit, is a good indication of how good this Cubs team always was. Because look at their run differential. Yeah, I mean, there's 70 plus runs at this point based on the last couple of days. Fifth, fifth best run differential in baseball. Yeah, and they're, they're the only team in this whole division that has that positive run differential, and they're up like 70 some. Yeah, I mean, it's not that this team was ever bad. They had the material to be this good the whole time. This, like you said at the beginning of this episode, this is where we thought they'd be. I mean, 13 of 16, and they're still third in this division, a couple games over 500. In a grand scale, like if I woke up from a coma today from April, I would be like, oh, you know, they're not that good. But if you look at what this has been for the last month, where we came from, and like you compare it to the 2019 Nationals, the 2021 Atlanta Braves, they are riding so high right now. And this this is a dream I don't want to wake up in. Yeah. And you said it earlier in your statement. It's a big, this is a big test this weekend. And obviously, I think scoring 41, 41 runs in the last three days is already catching the uh, the eyes of national media. But if you can go and win two out of three this weekend against Atlanta, I think I think everyone I think everyone turns and realizes, OK, yeah, this this team is is for real. And, you know, they, they got they got their two big guys going this weekend, like at this point in the season. Obviously, Stroman's on the aisle and he's been dealing with some stuff, but. You know, you got Steele on Sunday and you got Hendricks tomorrow. Saturday's still to be determined. But, you know, we're missing Strider this weekend, which is a huge – that's huge. Like – That's big. It, it's like it, last year when we faced the Angels and we didn't – we never got Otani. Or was that earlier this year? I don't remember. It was moment. earlier this year, yeah. yeah. It It's a big test. And honestly, as much as it's scary to be riding 13 of 16 going into facing – the best team in baseball. I am so excited for this weekend. Like truly, I, mm-hmm. I, I wake up every morning now. Like obviously, it, July mid, end of June, mid July was tough. Like, you know, giving all your effort and heart and soul into the team when it didn't feel like they wanted to do the same thing on both ends. But now, recording it's episodes like, late at night where we're both complaining and already making trades and talking yeah. about how sad we are and then i mean look at us who would have thought it, who would have thought it it's 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 insane man it's insane cubs are 13 and 3 since i talked to tom ricketts this is true and they actually made the deal i loved your brother's tweet they made the deal that you asked for too yeah 
I right now I'm the prophet. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. You are. And that's why I was okay with you saying uh, the Cubs are back. Shout out Matt Causey, teacher at the high school I went to and host of Lockdown Cubs. Um, Got to promote another podcast for a second because he just I just tweeted out our picture that I just took with me with my scorecard and Ben with his bobblehead. And he replied right away and said something like can't wait to listen as always or something like that. Love to support other creators, other Cubs creators. It's all one big friendly confines family. And speaking of which, this actually kind of cues into the last thing I want to talk about. There is maybe something in the works coming up. We can't get into too much detail, but we might be taking the 120 experience to another level coming up soon with some live game casts, more details to come as we finalize those, but be on the lookout. Ben and I might get a little bit more live Cubs game exposure and uh, we hope you'd be joining us. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think we could talk about it in a future episode yep. potentially and uh, stay uh, stay tuned to our social media. Social medias as always, we're very active. Yep. You, Never have to miss anything. You can see all of Mikey's if you follow him on Instagram and I was gonna say. Twitter. Uh, stamp feet, clap hands. Um, feet, clap hands. We're also now, even though we haven't posted yet, we're officially on TikTok and Instagram. Yes. Uh, so we're working on getting those things going, running, uh, both at 120 pod. Uh, I think that's the same tag as our twitter i think so yeah it's like spelled out yeah yeah it was spelled out 120 pod um podcast pod whatever it might be you'll probably find it if you just look it up i'll uh, text I'm, you ben the picture that we uh took just now on the podcast you can post it on instagram because we don't have any instagram posts yet yeah it's just texted it to it's an exciting time for not only all of cubs nation but for ourselves included and i'm excited to keep this train rolling and hopefully we can have a lot more episodes yeah. like this for on hopefully going deep in October talk Sunday. I'll tell you this much. doesn't feel like we could be riding high much more than we are right now. Late on this Thursday night at this point, maybe Friday, no 1145, but I don't think we can get much, much more on cloud nine. But if we, we take two out of three from Atlanta, one of the best teams in baseball, that might be the kind of don't let your kids listen to that episode because we'll it do, I mean we'll be so excited we'll be letting all the Ben swear words fly we can yeah um as I said I'm so excited for this weekend <laughs> potentially going to the game tomorrow I don't really know it's a whole controversy right it's a whole now thing. well we'll see what happens but it's it's a tough ticket to get right now no yeah I'm, that I'm, the team is everyone everyone wants a ticket to the front to the friendly confines right now to get a piece of this action. I'm going to the uh, hater mission tomorrow. I'm going on a hater mission to the now top team in the NL Central following the Reds' woes, the Milwaukee Brewers. They are facing Quinn Priester and the Pittsburgh Pirates, a fellow I went to high school with a year before me. We've mentioned was, him a couple times on this pod. We've mentioned him prior on this pod. Yeah, I, I always try and get my 15 minutes out of Quinn Priester. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go as well as my whole town, it seems, and, and support Quinn and – when we discussed originally going to this game, even just a month ago, it shows so much the Cubs have changed. I was just like, oh yeah, I'll root for the Pirates. I'll go. It's fine. But now it's actually kind of, not only am I rooting for Quinn and the Pirates, I want to see Milwaukee keep losing. I mean, I want the Cubs to take the top of this division as soon as possible. Let's go Quinn Priester. Let's get it done. Let's, let's go Quinn. Absolute. Let's shove tomorrow. Quinn Priester. He let's grew up get a Cubs it fan. done. He's a Cubs, he's a a Cubs, Cubs guy. Fan. Yeah. 
Help us help a brother out, Quinn. He's a pirate now. Obviously, mm-hmm. we uh we ripped on the pirates a couple yeah. times earlier in this podcast. I think they're <laughs> I think they're dead now, so we don't yeah, have to worry can... too much about them. But yeah, stop, let's get stop. it done. He's already dead. Get it done. That's, yeah, we're yeah, we're rooting for the pirates tomorrow. And all Quinn Priester starts, unless uh I think it lines up that he might get one against the Cubs. So uh in that case, um, no comment. Go Cubs, Ben. As I said, guys, keep sticking with us. Like, yes, we're please. trying to we're trying to get this thing better. I know there's a pretty a pretty a, a group of people that actively listen to the show week yeah. by week. We we'd love the support, but as I said, keep trying to take this thing to new levels. And just like the Cubs, they're trying to take their season to new levels. So hopefully, keep sticking with us. We're we're excited that for what's come in the next couple of months. All right. Like all seven of the home runs on Tuesday, we are out of here. Go Cubs.